Thanks for joining me for this uh, special devotional time. I'm Gary Corpenning, pastor at Venice Presbyterian Church, and I'm glad to have you with me. Let's pray. God of mercy, you are full of tenderness and compassion, slow to anger, rich in mercy, and always ready to forgive. Grant us grace to renounce all evil and to cling to Christ, so that in every way we might prove to be your loving children. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From the Bible. Peter was standing by a fire in the middle of the courtyard of the high priest's compound. He was standing among a group of men who was trying to be inconspicuous, trying to sort of blend in. He was quite chilled, so that the promise of warmth from the fire drew him. He very much did not want to draw attention to himself, though, especially attention from these particular men who were standing around the fire. They were armed temple police. Some of them might have been involved in arresting Jesus just a little while earlier. But it was a cold night, and Peter had just experienced a terrible trauma, and he was so cold. So he sidled up to the fire and kept his head down. Why was he here? What did he think he was going to do here? And that's just it. He wasn't thinking. He couldn't think straight. Had he thought he could fight his way in to get Jesus and then fight his way out again? That was crazy thinking. He could see that now. Look at these soldiers. He couldn't fight them. He just needed to get warm. Maybe then he could think straight. Earlier, earlier in the evening, after that strange dinner, Jesus had told them that they would all abandon him in just a little while. Peter had been furious. How could Jesus think that of him? All the others might run away. Peter could see that. But not him, not Peter. He wouldn't run away. He would fight to the death for Jesus. But Jesus had just looked at him, looked down into his soul in that way that only Jesus could do. Peter shivered to remember it. Then Jesus had said, No, Peter, three times before morning breaks, you're going to deny that you even know me. Peter, stubborn Peter, pushed back. Never, Lord, I will die with you first. Jesus had just held his gaze for a moment, then shook his head left. They'd all followed Jesus to that familiar garden spot where they had often spent the night when they were in Jerusalem. Jesus was so upset. They'd never seen him like that. They didn't know what to do. In the end, they all just fell asleep. Peter wasn't proud of that. Then everything went crazy. It was all a blur to Peter. A crowd came into the garden. They had torches and clubs. Some of these temple police were there too. And Judas, couldn't believe it. Judas was with them. Judas was leading them, leading them to Jesus. Jesus was talking to them. Then they started to grab him. And they had ropes to tie him up. And Peter went kind of crazy then. He'd told Jesus that he would, would die with him. And now he'd show Jesus that he meant what he said. He, he'd die fighting for Jesus. He had his sword out. He swung it. 
wasn't very good with a sword. He meant to cut the man's head off, and he missed. He sliced off, sliced off part of his ear. Then Jesus had turned on him, turned on him like a lion. It was terrifying. It, it had frozen him. He still felt the chill. Stop it, Jesus had said. He could still hear the sound of his sword hitting the ground. It just fell out of his hand. They aren't taking me against my will. I give myself freely. This is what I've come for. There will be no fighting. Then Jesus turned and healed the man's ear, healed the wound that Peter had struck to defend Jesus, and the act felt like a blow to Peter's heart. His courage had drained away at that moment. He didn't understand anything. And then he was running with the rest of them into the shadows. He didn't run far. Something drew him back to the edge of the shadows. Then he followed the bound figure of Jesus being jostled and buffeted by the triumphant cluster of captors. He followed them right up to the gate of the high priest's compound, and then he was inside the courtyard. He stood a bit behind the armed guards who were also warming themselves by the fire in the chilly night air. The heat radiated from the fire. The orange light flickered. He tried to stay a little behind the guards, out of their line of sight. And then he saw the little girl's face peering at him through the crowd from the other side of the fire. She was looking right at him. She was staring at him. His heart started to pound in his chest. But before he could move, she pointed at him and she said the words, Hey, you were with that Nazarene Jesus heard the creak of the soldier's leather armor as they turned to look at him. He staggered back toward the shadows. He croaked. He could barely speak. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, you, you stupid little girl. He slid through the shadows into the entryway of the courtyard. The light was dim there. He lingered. He couldn't tear himself away, though. Jesus was just inside. He couldn't leave. He leaned against the stones of the entrance. They were cold like the sweat on his face. And then suddenly there she was again, that bratty little servant girl with her basket in her hand. She pointed at him and, and said to some other men standing nearby, this man was one of them. He couldn't control his voice. He, he could barely breathe. He all but shouted at her, you, you're crazy. Leave me alone. You don't know what you're talking about. He stared at her for a moment, breathing in gasps, and then suddenly realized that everyone nearby was staring at him. And then with a tilt of the head, the man standing beside him said, You must be one of them. You talk like a bumpkin from Galilee. The dam burst. The torrent of curse words that he'd learned from fishing the Galilean Sea poured out of him. And he heard his own voice shouting, May I be damned to hell if I know that man. The silence that followed his anathema was suddenly broken by a rooster announcing the approach of morning. Peter broke. His mind, his spirit, his heart broke. He turned and ran into the shadows of the pre-dawn city. In the dismal gray dawn, Peter found himself sitting in a heap in a filthy alley behind some rubbish. His beard was wet with tears. Something cold, sticky, and heavy was pressing into his thigh. 
was his sword. He didn't remember picking it up back in the garden. But he did remember that look in Jesus' eyes when Jesus rounded on him and snapped, put that away, this cross is what I was sent to sent for. I go willingly, there will be no fighting. Jesus' eyes pierced his heart. He'd seen that fierce look in Jesus' eyes once before, long before. It was it had terrified him then. Get behind me, Satan, Jesus had said that time. That was a long time before when things seemed so wonderful, so hopeful. He loved Jesus so much, and yet Jesus could be so confusing, so hard to understand. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus' words had cut him to the core. This time, too. That time, too. Peter had stood, stunned, sulking. But Jesus had simply turned and called the crowd of bystanders over to him. Peter had wanted to melt into the scenery, but Jesus had turned to Peter and said, Hey, Peter, you too, get over here. I want you to listen to this too. If anyone wants to become my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Deny himself, take up his cross, follow me, follow Jesus. Sitting in that filthy alley, Jesus' words echoed around in his head. Peter could hardly collect his thoughts. Jesus was somewhere way across the city, and yet Peter kept hearing his voice. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And again, this is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it back again. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down of my own free will. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it back again. This commandment I received from my father. Peter pulled the sticky, cold sword out from under his cloak and stared at it blankly. He'd intended to fight for Jesus' kingdom with this sword. The sword was suddenly disgusting to him. He flung it across the alley. It hit the stone wall on the other side of the alley. The tip broke off and ricocheted away at an angle. Peter didn't understand yet how to follow this servant king or how to build his kingdom. But in time, Peter would understand and would follow his crucified Lord to his own Roman cross. And Peter, too, would do it willingly. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pastor Gary's Audio Notebook. If you found it helpful, please leave a review on whatever platform it is where you get your podcasts. If you'd like to check out more of my content, you'll find links to my blog and to my YouTube channel in the notes to this episode. I have a great deal of written and video material in those two locations. Check back regularly to this podcast site. I'll be posting new audio material here regularly. Thanks.